It's time for the Back to the Book broadcast with Brother Jimmy Ruckman. You can send all correspondence to Brother Jimmy Ruckman, 1621 Six Mile Cemetery Road, Maryville, Tennessee, 37803, or email backtothebookbroadcast at gmail.com. The Back to the Book broadcast is a ministry of the Ridgeview Baptist Church in Walland, Tennessee. You can visit the church website at rbcwalland.org. And now the broadcast. Please take your Bible once again, turn back to Romans chapter 6, verse number 15. We're continuing on this second question that is asked in chapter 6, and here's the question. What then shall we sin, because we're not under the law, but under grace? We've said so far that a Christian that believes, or a Christian that teaches, that grace gives us liberty to sin, they are a false teacher don't listen to them, they're unbiblical, they're ungodly, and very likely, they're not saved. They've misunderstood grace, their heart's never been changed, and they're leading people to hell. That's a very bold starting point, again, but it's Bible. Grace gives us a new master, and grace shows us that before we were saved, we were under the reign or the kingdom of sin, so to speak. We were under the power and bondage of sin, really is what I need to say. We were under bondage to sin. We were the servants of sin unto death. But when God came in and moves in by grace, we are now the servants of obedience unto righteousness. We are servants to God or Christ And we ought to be servants to obey whatever it is that he tells us. Obedience is critical. He didn't save us to go live out in sin. He saved us so that we would, and grace moved in, so that we'd finally have the power to obey not only what the law told us not to do, but what God wanted us to do. And he gave us the Holy Spirit as a direction on the inside of us to guide us and empower us to live out a holy life that we could not do in our own strength. I don't need a law anymore. I don't need the law telling me this is right and this is wrong. Because I've got the Holy Spirit on the inside of me, who I promise you is just as tight as the law ever was. But he gives me the power. As long as I'm willing to obey his still small voice, he gives me the power to live righteously and holy before God. And many times the things he's dealing in my heart about go a lot farther than the word of God even maybe exactly spells out. Because I don't need anything spelled out in black and white anymore when I've got the Holy Spirit of God on the inside of me. Who He works, we know he never goes against scripture, okay? I'm not saying that at all. But there are things in my life that he will not allow me to do that others seem to be able to do with no problem. But I can't do it. And if I do it, I know I'm in sin. Why? Because God's done a work in my heart. I've got the Holy Spirit saying, don't you do that. And I better say, yes, sir, and do it. Or I'll be committing sin. You see, God saved us, gave us grace to free us from the bondage of sin so that when that temptation to sin comes knocking at my heart's door, I don't have to obey it no more. 
Before salvation, that's what I wanted. That's what I did. Not understanding that the wages of sin is death and that it would destroy me one day and that it was giving me, putting me under greater condemnation before God every chance I got. I didn't understand that until grace moved in. Now I understand sin's payment and wage is always death. It never will result in good. It might be a little bit of temporary fun, as people like to say nowadays, but I promise you, give it a little bit of time and its true colors will show. And you'll be destroyed. You'll be killed. He says in Romans chapter 6, and verse number 19, I speak after the manner of men because of the infirmity of your flesh. For as ye have yielded your members, servants to uncleanness and to iniquity unto iniquity, even so now yield your members, servants to righteousness unto holiness. For when you were the servants of sin, you were free from righteousness. What fruit had ye then in those things whereof ye are now ashamed? For the end of those things is death. But now, being made free from sin, and become servants to God, ye have your fruit unto holiness, and the end, everlasting life. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. My past life is nothing but shamefulness for the sin that I was in. Anybody that's truly been saved will tell you the same thing. We do not glory in our past lives. In many people's eyes, I was not a great sinner compared to some. But I'm telling you, I was a sinner. That were it not for the grace of God that reached out to me at five years old when it did, there's no telling what kind of wickedness and filth I would have gotten into. Because God knows that I've gotten into enough since I was saved. There's no telling where I would have been if grace hadn't moved in before. I'm not perfect, but grace moved in. And I am not at all proud of my previous life. I'm not at all proud of any sin I've ever been in. And you shouldn't be either. God hates that sin. But grace moved in and made me the servant of righteousness. The fruit of righteousness is everlasting life. It's life. Sin is death. Righteousness is life. Being a servant of sin will result in death. Being a servant to God will result in eternal life. You see, there is peace, there is happiness, there is pleasure. Everything you could ever want and desire out of life is found in God. I might not ever be rich, but I don't want to be. I am happy to be fulfilling the will of God for my life as best as I know how through His power. And that gives me more peace and satisfaction than any of you can find when you try to fulfill your own pleasures and wills and desires. We are the servants of God. We are to yield ourselves to God. You have a choice in the matter. God won't force it. But there was a time in my sin I yielded 
we all would have yielded our hands to sin, our eyes to sin. Uh, you know, somebody indecently dressed or something filthy comes up on a screen. Before salvation, what do all of us want to do? Just stare at it. We want to look at it. We want to lust over it. We want our mind to dwell on ungodly things. We want our feet to take us to ungodly places. We want our mouth to talk about ungodly things. But when I became a Christian, I now want to yield my life to God. Say, God, what do you want my hands doing? Who can I reach out to help? God, where do you want my feet going? Where can I go that would please you? God, what do you want me thinking on? What do you want me to think on and, and meditate on? God, what do you want me letting in my ears? What do you want me to hear? God, what do you want me to talk about? You see, I'm using my body as a tool for God to please Him. I am His servant now. I am not sin's servant. I will not, by the grace of God, serve sin anymore. I will serve Him. If I fall, I'm going to confess, get right, and pick back up and try my best to serve God. Because there will be times that we all fall and fail. But I am not going to make a lifestyle out of serving sin anymore. I'm not planning or anticipating on sinning again purposefully. When it happens, I want it to be accidental. But what I'm saying is we've got a choice in this matter of who we're going to yield ourselves to. I want to obey God. I want to obey the Holy Spirit of God. Because that is where true life is at. Let me ask you this. Are you living His life? Or maybe I should say, is are you allowing him to live his life through you? God offers you salvation. The gift of God, it's eternal life. The grace of God will move into you, change you, change your nature, give you a desire to serve God, give you the power to serve God. It will break the power of sin and any addiction in your life, I promise. Or God's word has lied. God intends for every Christian to live holy before Him. Grace is not in any way, shape, or form a license to sin, as many teach. Rather, grace just frees us from sin to serve God. You've got a choice. Who are you going to serve? Are you going to serve sin or are you going to serve God? I'll tell you who you're serving. It's who you're obeying. You keep on yielding your members or giving your members in obedience to sin and the flesh and the lust of your flesh. That's your master. But if you yield yourself unto God and obey the Holy Spirit of God, then that's your master. Pretty simple, isn't it? Pretty straightforward. God intends for a believer to live holy. So, what then? Shall we sin for we are not, because we're not under the law but under grace? God forbid! Absolutely, 100%! No! Stay away from it. It's dangerous. So we move into chapter 7. Now, the chapter number changes, the subject is not. Paul's not done answering this question yet. He begins explaining a little bit more to these Jews that have been under the law and they may, might be having a little bit of a hard time understanding all that grace does. They viewed this law as a covenant. 
not understanding that it had a time limit on it, not understanding its true purpose. They thought the law could bring holiness, but I'll tell you right away, right off, the law has never, ever made a man holy. All the law could ever do was condemn you and show you your sin. It's meant to expose sin. It never made a man righteous or just before God. He says, Know ye not, brethren, for I speak to them that know the law, how that the law hath dominion over a man as long as he liveth. For the woman which hath an husband is bound by the law to her husband so long as he liveth. But if the husband be dead, she is loosed from the law of her husband. So then if, while her husband liveth, she be married to another man, she shall be called an adulteress. But if her husband be dead, she is free from that law, so that she is no adulteress, though she be married to another man. Wherefore, my brethren, ye are become dead to the law by the body of Christ, that ye should be married to another, even to him who is raised from the dead, that we should bring forth fruit unto God. For when we were in the flesh, the motions of sins, which were by the law, did work in our members to bring forth fruit unto death. But now we are delivered from the law, that being dead wherein we were held, we should serve in newness of spirit and not in the oldness of the letter. Because we are identified in Christ, in Christ we died to the law. In Christ, we were resurrected outside of the law and now under grace so that we could be free from the condemnation of the law and free from the letter of the law and rather fulfill and obey to the spirit of the law, not just the external standard. The law was not sufficient and if the Lord will help us, we'll begin dealing with that tomorrow. The law was never sufficient to make a man holy. It had one purpose, and that was it. It served that purpose, and now we're placed under Christ, under a new covenant of grace. Thank you so much for listening. You've been listening to the Back to the Book broadcast with Brother Jimmy Ruckman. You can send all correspondence to Brother Jimmy Ruckman, 1621 Six Mile Cemetery Road, Maryville, Tennessee, 37803, or email broadcast at gmail.com. The Back to the Book broadcast is a ministry of the Ridgeview Baptist Church in Wallen, Tennessee. You can visit the church website at rbcwalland.org.